Hi everyone, let's talk a little bit about marketing data platforms. So a big part of marketing analytics is having data available to do the um, statistical analyses on. So you have to have that stored someplace. So you can have it stored on your own computer, you can have it stored in a cloud, someplace simple like Google Drive. You can have it stored in you know, very expensive data warehousing places and large companies uh, even uh, have entire buildings for their data. So let's just talk a little bit about um, some issues and some you know, concepts related to uh, data marketing uh, platforms. We'll talk a little bit about inbound marketing, this idea that we use data to drive traffic to us, you know, to our website ideally. Okay, uh, we'll talk a little bit about some different data management platforms and um, you know the pros of them, and then talk a little bit about uh, optimization as well. Okay, um, so this digital world we live in gives us you know the ability to reach all kinds of people. You know, even you know millions or hundreds of millions of people. Uh, problem is, is consumers and information overload. There's too much clutter. They're um, you know, bombarded by messages all the time, and it's very hard to determine you know what's uh, uh, you know what's uh, what's useful and what's not. So we can use data to help us drive our marketing strategy to kind of cut through all that clutter and provide um, you know useful messages. So platform, data platforms are kind of the, uh, you know, a tool that we use to do that, okay? Um, this whole idea of inbound marketing, again, we're pulling consumers to us uh, through email, through social media, through all kinds of things. Um, we're very targeted because of our data. We know what consumers are into, and we can use that to, to pique their interest, okay? Uh, we can also do it in a very customized manner. You know, compare that to the old way where uh, consumer, or, I'm sorry, companies just made products and then pushed them. There was no uh, customization of anything. It was kind of a one-size-fits-all um, model, and we just assumed that people would show up uh, and, and purchase our products. So uh, obviously that didn't work. Inbound marketing has certainly uh, changed the landscape of, of marketing and marketing analytics uh, immensely. Think about the pur purchase funnel. This whole idea that uh, consumers go through this process or this journey, um, getting from basic uh, lack of awareness to awareness uh, and ultimately to some sort of action, ideally a purchase at the end. You know, so we're trying to move them along from, uh, like I just said, non-awareness to awareness, start to help them create opinions and then maybe actually get to the point where they consider our products and then pick our product and then make some sort of purchase okay uh, inbound marketing helps us move people through uh, each of those phases okay lots of tools that we can use um, we can use um, you know content strategy keywords landing pages um, on our websites uh, helps build search engine optimization helps us you know show up more highly in, in search uh, results. Uh, blogging is something that we use to drive traffic to our site, you know, to more inbound stuff. Um, social media, same thing. It all um, can attract consumers to us. We're able to, you know, highly, easily, uh, in a very detailed manner, track uh, what people are doing online 
and can help us, you know, do what we do better and uh, influence consumers in a much more efficient way. Okay. Uh, automation, this whole idea that a lot of uh, marketing tools run on their own, um, has made things a lot easier in a lot of ways. Okay. Uh, we use email to drive traffic. We use our websites to drive traffic. We obviously use ads to drive traffic. And all of these, we can track statistics very closely in a, in a pretty a pretty detailed manner. And uh, if you've ever dealt with Google Analytics or any sort of uh, you know, uh, website or any kind of digital analytics, uh, you, you, you understand that it's just a lot there and it's really cool to see. Okay? Um, you know, we can use data and analytics to learn about our campaigns, talk about return on investment, you know, build our own metrics, okay, and then provide recommendations for campaigns and for marketing strategy and things to do going forward, okay? Lots of companies, lots of third-party organizations are out there to help us. Uh, with inbound marketing, some of them are largely inexpensive, some are super expensive. So someone like HubSpot has got a lot of great tools, they've got a lot of free resources as well. Uh, you got uh, companies like Salesforce and Oracle, which are not cheap, and their, you know, their targets are large companies. Okay, um, so you know, HubSpot, for example, you know, lots of lots of great online tools. You can create new dashboards, very visually um, appealing. Uh, allows you to um, you know understand what's going on to report to higher ups in a clearly understandable manner uh, how things are going. There's something called Marketo, which is more complex, requires someone who knows what they're doing to be involved. Kind of takes HubSpot and, and, and kind of ratches it up a couple notches for sure. Um, lots of dashboards, lots of lots of uh, um, you know statistics, metrics, analytics. You know, visualize reports that'll help you um, you know do your jobs better. Okay. Um, switching gears, talk a little bit about big data. This whole idea that we have so much data. And it's easily accessible, but hard to, um, you know, do anything with. You know, it's easily accessible. You can get it, but it's hard to kind of physically gather it, okay? Um, you've got to put it someplace, so it's hard to store it. And finally, all those data points, it's very hard to, uh, to analyze as well, okay? So we have what we call data management. This whole idea is that uh, we uh, need people involved to you know, help us collect, sort, and analyze the data. Um, fun fact, over 90% of all data uh, has been generated in the last two years. You think about how long uh, computers in the computer age uh, has been in existence. That's, that's pretty, pretty amazing, okay? Um, so you've gotta be able to do those three things, collect, sort, and analyze your data. Lots of third-party apps, like we've already talked about a few, uh, to help you do that, okay? Because um, if you can't manage your data, then you can't really do much with the data or you, won't, you can't get reliable processes with the data. Three types of data we're talking about here now. Um, we've got first-party, second-party, and third-party data. 
First party data is data you collect on your own. Second party data is data that someone else has collected, but they're sharing it with you. And then third party data um, is data owned and created by someone else. Um, you know, you can access it by paying it or paying for it or, you know, some other means uh, as well. Okay. Uh, third party data, very, very, very common Cookies, I'm sure you've heard about cookies on the web. Cookies are the, you know, the, the major way to um, gather data. Third-party data, that is, nowadays. Um, you know, this whole idea of tracking behavior and tracking what you do and privacy issues all comes from um, cookies. I don't know why they call them cookies or where that came from. It's kind of funny, okay? Um, so we can get into the technical aspect of where cookies come from, but this is not really you know, the time and place for a, a technical um, discussion, but um, just know that every time we, we browse, we are um, you know, leaving a trail, and maybe that's where cookies came from, is you have you know, cookie crumbs that you leave as you go along. I don't know. Just kind of spitballing there. So... Data management platforms is what we use to, you know, uh, store, manage, and analyze our data. So you've got uh, the data itself, and then you've got the, the, the platform. Uh, you have a process for taking the data, um, you know, doing some insights, segment, doing some segmentation, doing some other things. And then once data is kind of, um, you know, all this has been done and insights have been gleaned, then the data is used to do mobile campaigns and email campaigns and all kinds of things, even things above and beyond just kind of digital marketing. You know, it could change your product strategy even, just depending on what you find out. Okay? So when you have big data, you have this big data management platform, you are better able to you know, collect your data, determine who your audience is, do analytics on them to understand what's going on, and then use that data and those analytics to uh, develop or to refine marketing campaigns, okay? So, ideally, a data management platform is, is working in the background, um, continuously, continuously updating, continuously analyzing and continuously helping you optimize your your campaigns. It can, you know, in a lot of situations, a lot of digital marketing, you know, the, the management platform can can update the content or tweak the content on its own without uh, without human intervention. A little scary, but uh, that's that's how it works. Okay. Um, so Last thing to say about data management platforms is the big takeaway is that it allows you to, to um, you know, target your audiences, develop segments, and analyze those segments as you go and do it in a kind of a continuous fashion, okay? Lots of companies that offer digital management platforms, you know, outsourced uh, companies like Oracle, we've already mentioned, and Adobe and Nielsen and someone called Blue Kai. Um, uh, there are lots of options there, lots of features. If, you, if you're gathering lots of data and you have deep pockets, you can certainly use 
some of them. All right, so the best kind of marketing management data optimization type uh, situation is going to have some sort of inbound marketing pro marketing marketing component, a data management component, and some sort of way to to uh, glean you know answers or solutions uh, to problems. So there are software packages and services that are that comprehensive. Okay, and um, again, if you are um, Working for a large corporation, these are, you know, the, the, the most advanced of them are, are certainly within your reach. If, if done right, they can help you uh, enhance your return on investment and even do predictive analytics, you know, just kind of determining what consumers are going to do next. Okay. And then once all this data is analyzed and Insights cleaned and visualizations done, uh, then you kind of get back to the basics. Okay, well, what do we update in our marketing mix, our four Ps, based on you know these insights and these uh, these reports uh, that we generated? And again, it could be anything you know related to price, product, place, or promotion, and even you know the targeting itself. Okay. Um, we even have modeling to help us determine, you know, what to do. We can look at all kinds of relationships, uh, lots of historical information to determine what to do next. Okay. So a lot of companies, especially large companies, have kind of, um, you know, uh, their own you know, private models that they have created. That they obviously won't share with anyone. Proprietary uh, is the word I was looking for there. Um, so again, can be done and uh, certainly uh, can be useful. Okay, then we have something called attribute modeling, which is just basically finds out exactly what attribute of our marketing was the contact point for our uh, customers. Oftentimes, it's you know clicks and things like that on websites, but it certainly doesn't have to be that. Uh, but that being digital, it's a pretty pretty easy thing to to evaluate. Okay. Uh, marketing mix modeling's got an issue, a problem that it's not really that detailed. You need years of records. Um, it only looks what you've already done. It doesn't look, doesn't predict anything. Okay. Uh, attribute modeling, the big problem with it is, you know, looking at just clicks. Uh, shouldn't be all you look at, but seems to be what all is all that people look at sometimes. So you've got to kind of jump away from that. So, you know, you know, you can develop profiles and things of, of consumers without necessarily looking at, you know, um, other issues that could impact how you do marketing, okay? Um, so, if you do modeling, you know, you got to make sure it's comprehensive. It's got to count for not only digital, but non-digital uh, marketing as well. Okay, it can't just be about website analytics and it can't be just about social media analytics. You've got to um, integrate it with, um, you know, the consumer decision process and you've got to think about what the consumers do after they've purchased the product. Uh, there's lots of things that kind of go into that, okay? Um, you know, you also want to probably combine it with some surveys and things um, that, um, you know, look at, 
look at the context in a whole different way, because you may uh, end up with additional information that's valuable that will give you a more complete picture of, of what's going on out there. And that's, at the end of the day, is the most important thing. Okay? Um, there are other tools that are, you know, offer, you know, these comprehensive measurement and optimization solutions. There's one called Marketing Evolution that's pretty big. Um, provides lots of really detailed information, lots of really neat things that they can do to help you try to maximize your return on marketing objective, ROMO as we like to call it. Okay, so briefly, Marketing Evolution. Again, this is a website. You can just Google Marketing Evolution. You can find it, uh, but quite simply, um, it it collects a bunch of data and analyzes it, you know, first, second, third party data. They have their own data that they integrate with it. Um, they will collect new primary data uh, and, you know, through some sort of experiments sometimes, through surveys sometimes, uh, and they'll integrate all this data and do some analyses and come up with some, you know, pretty significant recommendations. Those recommendations come with lots of visuals, lots of metrics, lots of things to help you uh, uh, move forward and do things better, okay? Um, but it really focuses on ROI and ROMO uh, for sure, uh, but can get all the way down to the person level. You can look at profiles and kind of put people in the groups based on their profitability or their potential profitability. Um, to consumers, you can throw in there, you know, each uh, objective that you might have and how uh, each individual consumer is, is helping you progress towards those particular objectives, okay? Um, marketing evolution can also deal with what we call frequency to lift response. Uh, it can do a, a, a function, kind of study on that, so basically uh, at what point does your frequency of, say, social media posting or, or your frequency of advertising, at what point does the, the lift or the increase in exposure, increase in perception, increase in whatever, at what point does it flatten out? Because you can't just assume that the more times you, you advertise that the you know, effectiveness is always going to go up and up and up or the outcome is always going to go up and up and up at some point there's going to be a curve that kind of flattens out, okay? And it helps you um, helps you figure out kind of where that point is, you know, how many exposures before purchase, you know, how many exposures before people get burnt out and just kind of leave, okay? Um, so there's this whole concept of diminishing returns that comes into play at a certain time, and, you know, this frequency to lift response function can help you kind of get a good estimate of where that is. Okay, then we have something called spend to impact response function. Okay, so you've got a certain certain goal or certain objective, and it looks at, you know, marketing spending's impact on progress on that particular objective. And again, like everything else, uh, there is some, some diminishing returns, some flattening that happens um, as you go along. Okay, and so it will help you kind of figure out what that, what that point is. Okay. Um, so kind of last thing about marketing data platforms is, you know, you've got three types, uh, inbound uh, data management platforms and these comprehensive solutions like um, 
marketing evolution we just talked about. And so, you know, different solutions are better for different types of companies. And so um, it just really depends on your goals and kind of the industry you're in and your budget and those types of things. But there can be lots of lots of uh, information gleaned from, uh, lots of value gleaned, that is, from uh, using some of these. Okay. Uh, one last thing to mention is something that kind of throws a wrench in the works is what we call the General Data Protection Regulation. Just basically, it's a law that was put into play in the European Union in 2018 um, that basically gives consumers the power to say, nope, I don't want to be tracked. Okay? Uh, so this can hamper the effectiveness of these digital man management platforms, um, which, you know, it's good for the consumer. It could be bad, you know, for the marketer. Doesn't give us necessarily a full view of uh, of everything going on. So, but you know, it's it's the right thing to do is to allow consumers to have control of their own data and their own you know, you know tracking of themselves. Okay. So that's all there is to say about data management. Uh, hopefully, this was interesting. Maybe it's not. Um, if you're interested in any of these particular platforms uh, that we talked about, you can certainly look them up. Or you can reach out to me uh, and ask questions. Okay. Um, with not with nothing else, uh, that's it. So uh, thanks again, and we'll talk talk again very soon.